Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas and innovative approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, and I'm a member of Sat7 USA. Today we're visiting about the issue of orality, and specifically we're going to talk about story-centric discipleship. And my guest is Tara Rye, who is the Bible Engagement Director at Audio Scripture Ministries. And so, Tara, it's great to have you on the podcast and to come and talk to us a little bit about story-centric uh, discipleship, what it is, and also about the world that primarily is oral tradition. So great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. You know, just as we were visiting, uh, things you were saying about uh, the oral tradition and some of these uh, new methods of like story-centric discipleship, pretty interesting. So let's start with uh, this issue of orality. How big of an uh, issue is orality in our world? And for many of our listeners, maybe they don't understand that word orality. And you've done, you've done a lot of research in it. Uh, help our listeners understand what is orality that we talk about. Well, I love how you said orality instead of morality, because the first question I always get asked, are you saying morality? And that is not the case. An oral learner is a person who prefers the spoken word over the print word. So an oral preference learner is someone that wants to hear in order to learn. According to the International Orality Conference, that actually makes up about 80% of the world's population. When I started doing my research back in 2009, it was explained at that time that it was about 65%. We are rapidly increasing where we're a preferred oral preference learner in our culture, even here in the U.S., I know Sat7 does ministry in the Middle East, uh, where Middle East broadcasts satellite television, and people think, well, I'll just give a Bible to everybody in the country. But a lot of the countries, there's not education, and even if you could give a Bible to everybody, half the population couldn't read it anyway, because they haven't had the privilege of education like we've had in, the, in America. And so this is a real issue. We need to change our thinking in terms of ministry and how we do ministry to include those who haven't had the privilege of education. And even if a person has a Bible and an oral, they, it is a sacred text. It is holy. And they they want a copy of the text because they are holding the Word of God. There's something precious about that. and And so they will carry it around with them even if they are not able to read it. And, and so you will see that if we do give the gift of the word of God's scriptures to someone, they will carry it, even though they may not have the ability to even read it. And this is why it's important that we present to them in a way that they're actually able to hear. Scripture says they cannot know if they have not heard. And, and so we want to make sure that we're providing it in a way that they have access to it. So your work is to train leaders, and I know you emphasize story-centric discipleship. A lot of times we think of discipleship, we think of one-on-one, we think of giving people materials they can study and fill in the blanks or write, uh, but you're talking about story-centric discipleship. So help us understand what that is and what that looks like. You know, Dennis, that actually came from my own personal struggle. I When I went to seminary and uh, received my master's, 
when I came out and I was leading women's Bible studies in my church, I would teach in the ways that I had been taught, which were highly linear and filling in the blanks and what you were just describing, a very literate approach to learning. And after I stand up and teach, I would have women come up to me and say, I don't get it. I don't understand. And and I, I would I couldn't understand why they didn't understand. And at first I started to think, well, do they even know the Lord? And, and then I'm like, no, I know their character. I know their story. I can tell it's authentic. And then I began to question what's wrong with me. Do I even know how to teach? <laughs> no. And um, I went to a training uh, for Carol Kent in Michigan and Grand Rapids, Michigan as a speaker. And they're like, why are you here? You know what you're doing. And I left and I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. And naturally, which this actually probably comes from my own upbringing, I went to storytelling and I started going in. And for my women, before I would teach a lesson, I would tell the story of the text. And when I started doing that, women would come up to me and say, when you teach, I finally understand. It's almost as if I have a mental picture going through my mind of And I'm able to get it when you do that. And so I came to it by accident. I honestly did not know that there was a culture and uh, a society of oral strategists working to reach the nations this way. Your responsibility is Bible engagement and leading people in the study of Scripture, but through the story-centric model. I really like that. Do you have some examples around the world of uh, where you're using this and what is the response uh, that you're seeing from this? I I do. Uh, I have, just so you know, I teach teams in greater South Asia and I teach teams in Africa and I teach teams here in North America and I have been in South America as well. And so I, I have had the privilege in many places. The reason I use the story centric is because I want them to have a biblical worldview that gives them the big picture, hear the whole story, and then they're able to discover as they listen to the story what God is speaking to them. It kind of removes me as the one that is telling them what they need to hear, and it's actually trusting the Holy Spirit to do the work. And it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, This past year, I had the privilege of going into an area in Ethiopia, and we were teaching the story, the entire story of Joseph. And the team prepared for three entire days. We would go in and do simple tellings throughout the day. And we were only supposed to teach 50 students that were well-trained in English, but by the time we were done, we had like 150 villagers coming in because they were so blown away to hear this story and know of Joseph. And for them, it was actually understanding about their generational timeline with the Word of God, and it tapped into a part of their need for having that tribal connection. So by hearing the whole story of Joseph, it actually made them want more of the Word of God. A lot of the cultures around the world are actually oral tradition cultures, and they pass their culture on but through storytelling. And I would think that internationally, the church would be very receptive to this. But as you teach here, do you find that the church in America is uh, embracing this new model of teaching? You know, actually, no. <laughs> All right. I actually have found that oftentimes I get the hand and I talk to the hand because the head's not listening. And the 
I've learned I don't actually label it when I'm talking to a pastor or a church leader. I will just model it Mm -hmm. and allow them experience it. And once they see and feel and know the power of what I am modeling and trying to teach, then I find that they they get it. And so in my seminary studies, you know, we're talking in a highly literate environment when I was working on my doctorate on this. Uh, I, they were like, I can't believe you were making it. I literally had professors say to me, I cannot believe that you're writing your dissertation on stories that they just, you'll never graduate. And and. Instead of arguing with them, I would just get up and model it as I was doing my lessons, and um, they're my greatest supporters now. And so uh, it's not an easy process, and I think it's because we have trained ourselves out of our need for story. But if you think how we are all developed, the way God created us, we're born for story. Right. Children long to hear story. Adults do when work environments, whether it's in the church or in the secular environment, if they use story or case studies or um, testimonies of how it works within that that environment, those are the most effective ways for people to learn. And a, a scientist, Dr. Kendall Haven, many years ago, wrote a book on the power of story. And so he sought out to prove as a scientist that story most effective method. And so he did it like in astronomy and in math and uh, history and English and all these different areas of learning. And every single time in their research, when the educators used methods of story, the students learning excelled. Mm-hmm. It's profound. So we need this even here in America. And if you think about what's happening with our social media culture and these people want story, they long for it. We just need to learn how to tap into it within the church so that we give them the full measure of the text so that they can really discover it for themselves. Very good. And uh, I grew up in West Africa, then worked in West Africa and people ask you a question, you respond with a proverb or you respond with a story. They're always telling stories of their history and answering questions that way. So uh, I think in the West, we don't realize the value of stories and they pass on this tradition. And we don't we don't have as much of that in North America. Well, what are some of the resources that you can provide for some of our listeners uh, to come alongside if they want to look deeper into this story-centric discipleship model that you have Uh, What are some resources you have for people? Well, first, I would like to say with Audio Scripture Ministries, we provide audio devices that have the Bible in which are the people. So that's one resource that they could have. But for myself as the Bible Engagement Director, I come alongside and I provide training for them so that they can learn how to hear it and retell it. I have found that people who are not um, confident in what they know about the Bible passage, they are not as likely to communicate it. And so I have a YouTube channel that's Tara, just T-A-R-A-R-Y-E, and I have over 450 stories posted that people can go and actually listen to Bible stories from people from all over the world, students that I have trained, and as well as people in different locations where it's safe and secure for their 
stories to be posted. Most of them will also be me modeling so that I could train my leaders so that they can have access to a, a telling of the word of God. And then, uh, so that, that's a resource. Another great resource that I have found that has been very beneficial is scriptureearth.org. Um, the gentlemen that have created this website, they are seeking to create a, a network within this website where they are gathering resources from all over the world of audio recordings, whether it's uh, the Bible or teaching or um, evangelism lessons, discipleship lessons, child evangelism, whatever. If it's a free resource on the Bible, they are getting them and uploading them for every language that they can find. And it's an incredible database where I am constantly referring people to this database worldwide. I've already sent off to two different people in Asia today alone so that they can access the Word of God in their language. So if you're listening, I encourage you to get uh, on some of those websites and check it out just uh, to satisfy your curiosity maybe, but to also look at it as a valuable resource that maybe you can refer on to somebody else as well. I know you talk about partnership on your website. Um, what does partnership look like for audio scriptures? Our partnership, many forms. First and foremost, we encourage people to pray. We all need to be praying for the nations. And so we have where we send out emails about what is going on in the world and what is going on within audio scripture ministries and how we are at work. And so we need prayer. We also seek out donors, those that are willing to provide, because we support audio recordings. And that is a very big endeavor to get a Bible translated in oral form so that people can have their Bible and their language on a device. And so we need supporters to, that support that. And right now we have some important work going on in Asia and some very important work going on in Africa that we would love to have partners come in and join us. The other way that you can partner is come alongside us. Maybe if you are going on a trip to a certain location, you could take audio devices with you with the language that of that group that we have recordings for. Because oftentimes, I know with my teams in Asia and in Africa, they do not have the ability to download on their phone or open even uh, information. And so they need that little device. The other thing is, is if they're in a highly secured situation, if it's not in their phone, it's safer if it's just in a little device. So it's not as likely to be found or searched. And so it's a great way. And if they don't have electricity, it's solar powered so that they can um, just charge it with the sun. And and so those are some of the ways you can partner. Very good. And the Audio Scripture website is audioscripture.org. And I was typing in Audio Scriptures, and that's not right. It's audioscripture.org. So uh, check I out that website. I apologize. I could have typed that wrong to you. <laughs> yeah, very good. So... Um, Thank you, Tara, for coming on and uh, sharing a little bit about uh, story-centric discipleship and the value of, of storytelling. It's amazing how many people in the world fall under that category of orality and how important it is. So again, thank you for enlightening us, and I trust many will get on your website and check it out and um, contact you to find out more information on how they can be involved. So thank you for joining this Unconventional Ministry podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you.